unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my Good evening. We like if you coming on in. We got plenty of seats up here. Uh, there's a few in the middle there. There's some gaps around in here. If y'all want to kind of squish in, some people can come down here. I'd like to welcome you to our Northeast night tonight. It's great to see you, brother Stephen. Told me just now to let y'all know because he's had three people ask him, but we're actually not having classes tonight. If anyone was confused about that. Uh, no classes tonight. I'll be leading our song service this evening. If you haven't ever worshipped with us before, we might possibly do a few things a little different, maybe than what you've seen or what you're used to. Uh, we don't have a, a band or a choir, or I'm not up here to sing a solo. Uh, this is... We like to give everybody opportunity to worship God with their voice. And so I'm kind of just up here to keep it orderly and get the song started, but uh, it's, it's all up to you. If you know the song, you can sing out. If you don't know it, uh, you can just listen to how beautiful the words are. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, oh, oh,
Next song will be Someday. Just start with the ladies. song we sing before our opening prayer this evening.
Bow with me, please. Almighty Father in heaven above, Lord, thank you for letting us just gather here and take a moment and pause and worship you and grow closer to you in the spirit and the truth, Lord. And I just thank you for all these students and these administrators and coaches that are here tonight, Lord. I please be with them and protect them during their season, Lord, and help them to remember to put you first in everything they do, Lord. And just please help us to go out the rest of this week and be shining lights in this dark world and just Please help us remember to put you first in everything that we do. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. After the lesson, we will sing softly and tenderly. Before the lesson, we'll be singing it as well with my soul. If you would please stand together as we sing this. Y'all sound beautiful tonight.
Tonight's scripture will be Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So since I first got here, um, I've gotten nothing but love from the whole family. And um, just as a freshman, I can tell the, uh, the power and love it's had for other people that's been here before me. And so I want to be able to make an improvement to myself and also want to, for the upcoming freshmen, I want to let them know that they can receive the same love and that it's just a powerful family that you come into and it'll empower them as well as a person. I'm so thankful for the Bimble Church of Christ College Ministry. It has allowed me to be able to connect with other Christians and the fellowship on Wednesday nights has been my favorite part of this school year. I'm thankful for the Bimble Church of Christ because it has allowed me to meet new people that share similar values and beliefs to me. Most importantly, it helped me grow my faith and I met some great people along the way. The college class is really special to me because I've always loved coming up here, but even now that I'm a college student, I realize that it means so much more because it lets us have an opportunity. You can come here and connect with everybody, and it's everybody has like a common mindset to you, and it's just, it's just it's something really special. Christian ministry means the world to me. It helps you connect and get closer to God, and it also just gives you an opportunity to get closer to others who believe in Christ on campus because sometimes it's hard to find other fellow Christians who believe in the same things that you do. Testing, one, two, can you hear me? Welcome to the Boonville Church of Christ. We are so, so thankful to have you here this, night, this evening. Um, for the sophomores, welcome back. To the freshmen, welcome for the first time for this new chapter of your life. I do want to introduce myself to you. My name is Bo Gross. I, me and my wife, Allison, we head up the college ministry here at the Boomer Church of Christ. But first and foremost, I want you to understand it is much more than just me and my wife. We have a large group of people that attend uh, the Boomer Church of Christ that assist us with, with cooking, with cleaning, with, with so many different things uh, throughout the ministry. Uh, we could not do it without all these individuals. You know your names. I'm not going to say names because as soon as I do, I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, but just know that I love you and appreciate you so much. Uh, every Wednesday night, uh, we have a Bible study for 30 minutes, and then we eat. We eat at the Annex, and uh, we would love to have you come with us every, come be with us every Wednesday night, but not just on Wednesday nights. If you're here on Sundays, we'd love to have you come worship here at the Boomer Church Christ with us. We worship here at 9.30 in the morning, and also at 5 p.m. on Sundays. Now, I know I have three daughters. They're in their 20s. I know y'all have cell phones. So get them out right now and put down my number. I want you to save it. Uh, if you need anything, please reach out to me. Also, I have my wife's number up here. Uh, she also does a big group text message every Wednesday and, and puts out um, the menu and different kind of information to help you any way that we possibly can. Also, one of the slides I didn't get on here, we have a new Instagram account. Um, Boonville COC College Ministry. Is that correct? Don't expect me to do anything with it, because I don't know how to work Instagram. But my wife and the girls are going to take care of that for you. They're going to send out the, the menu every Wednesday night. That way, 
we can keep you informed on what we're doing here at the Boomer Church of Christ. But if y'all know me, I cannot pass up an opportunity with this many people not to lead a song. I love to sing. Jordan did a wonderful job. I'm going to sing one more song if you're allowed me to do that. Please, everybody sing with me. This actually comes from, directly from a Bible verse in Limitations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. If you know this song, please sing along with me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my promise you a few things this evening. If I can read my PowerPoint, I may have to step down here because I'm not as young as I once was. My eyes are not that great. But I do want to make you a few promises this evening. First of all, I'm going to do my very best every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and every Sunday at 5 p.m. to teach you to the best of my abilities. I'm going to teach you according to God's, God's will. The only, find, only place that we can find God's will and, and God's commands is His Word. So I'm going to do my very best to speak the Bible speaks and be silent where it's silent. Also, we're going to provide you fellowship. One thing I noticed when COVID hit, one thing I noticed that especially you guys in your age that you really missed was the fellowship with one another. And we're going to provide that every Wednesday night after we eat, uh, the kids will stick around sometimes for an hour just talking to one another. In Hebrews chapter 10, God talks about the fact, do not forsake the assembly of the saints. Instead, come together, exhorting, encouraging one another. And I'm going to say something real profound here. This is, this is something you've probably never heard, but it's so true. God tells us things, and, and here's, here's the profound thing. God's smarter than we are. God understands, he realizes that we need one another. We need the encouragement. We need the fellowship with one another. Another thing I'm going to promise you, I'm going to do my very best. We're going to love you. And I can tell you all day long how much I love you, and I do. But true love is, is something that's shown. It's shown through actions. If you'll give us the opportunity, we, the members of the Boomer Church of Christ, we're going to prove to you how much we love you. Also, every single week we provide a home-cooked meal. We don't just give you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, okay? And we got people that absolutely spend a whole lot of time preparing these meals. Smoked ribs, lasagnas, spaghettis, hamburger steaks, baked beans, I mean, you name it. Homemade desserts. I didn't know there was such a thing as fried ice cream, but I found that out last semester. It's really good. But we re they really spend a lot of time, and if you'll give us the opportunity 
I'm going to do my best to fulfill these promises to you. But to be honest, there's an issue. Any promise I make, for you, make to you, I'm going to do my best to, to, to come through. There's a problem. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, God deserves one standard, and I fall way short. And although I'm going to do my best to fulfill my promises, there is a chance I could fail because I'm human. For instance, I told you I'm going to do my best to teach you what God's Word says. I reference 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. That says, all Scripture is inspired by God. Some versions say God breathed. I love that. And is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. That's what I'm going to do my best to preach to you and to teach to you on Wednesday nights and Sunday evenings. But you just witnessed the fact that my eyes are not what they used to be. I couldn't even read the screen. I had to step forward. So when I teach you these things out of God's Word, I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to get your Bibles out. Look at these scriptures for yourself because I make mistakes. I'm human. But God's promises are different than mine. When God says something, it's 100% true. It's going to happen. Hebrews 6, verse 18 says, it is impossible for God to lie. So when God tells it to you, you can take it to the bank. And for me, the natural next question is, what has God promised Christians? What has he promised each and every one of us? Those in Christ, what has he promised us? I'm going to give you a few examples of those this evening. Now, if I were to give you all of God's promises, I'd already be breaking one of my promises. The fact that I am, I'm short-winded. Give me 30 minutes, 25 minutes preaching, I'm done. Well, God has a lot of promises. So if I were to give you all of them, we'd be here. You wouldn't get fried chicken until 1030 at night, minimum. So I'm going to make it really short, I promise. Just give me your attention just for a few minutes. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. There's a promise to God. The promise is this. It will work out. Eventually. Now, Many times we understand that it, has, it works out in God's timing. It's not on our time, our time frame. Sometimes it's God's. But if you love God, all things will work to your good. Do we believe that? Do we trust God? Do you love God? That's a simple question. Do you love God? Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Another promise we have from God is found in 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Praise be to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So God promises us comfort in difficult times. A few months ago, uh, I lost my hero. My father died in this past May, May the 10th. And my father was everything to me. He was my rock. He was the one I leaned on. He was the one I went to for advice. Uh, so blessed with such wonderful parents. And as you sit through my classes, very seldom are you going to have any class where I don't mention something that my dad told me. I can't help it. Well, I lost him, and it was, it was very challenging. 
breaks your heart to, to go through and deal with that kind of tragedy. But my father was also a faithful Christian. He died inside of Christ. And so I didn't have to worry about what, what my father's condition anymore. See, dad had dealt with a, a dementia for a long time. It had robbed him of his cognitive ability, his physical ability, and then eventually took his life. But at that death, at that moment, God fixed him. There was no more pain. There was no more heartache. There's no more worrying about my father's health. And that comfort is a comfort that we can only get from God above. But God will comfort you too in difficult times. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. God has promised us spiritual blessings in Christ. When I think about some of those in Ephesians chapter 1, what are those blessings? One of, one of which is we are considered holy and without blame. Adoption as children of God. You just heard how much I care about my parents. I'm very thankful to be called their son. But that fails in comparison to being called the child of God. We're also accepted and beloved. Redemption through his blood, verse 7, we're redeemed, paid for. The next one there, and I thought it was kind of funny because I'm terrible with technology. I'm not a PowerPoint guru by any stretch. For some reason, that one's red. Because of the blood of Christ, we have forgiveness of sins. The riches of his grace, grace, unmerited favor, things we don't deserve, we have those riches in Christ. Another thing I got when my father passed away was an, an inheritance. Some things that were, he, was, he, he instructed my mother to give to me. And I hold him very dear. But that is nothing compared to the inheritance we have in Christ. Those spiritual blessings that we find in Christ Jesus. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, God has promised us all of our needs. Every semester I try to do at least one uh, class on anxiety and worry because I see it in your age so often. Worrying about things, anxiety, dealing with things. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus in Sermon on the Mount, he tells you not to worry about these things. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. God's going to take care of those things if you keep him first. You see, God has promised us all your needs. My daughters will tell you that my favorite Bible verse is, is James chapter 4, verse 8, first part of verse 8. The statement here is such a, such a powerful statement. It says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It's James 4, verse 8. So God promises this. If you seek him, you'll find him. Remember, God cannot lie. And he tells us, if you seek him, you will find him. And you may say, I'm looking for him, but I just can't find him. Well, I ask you these two questions. First of all, how much time are you spending on your knees talking to him in prayer? 
And if you're spending that time, you may be praying to your blue in the face, but you don't hear anything back. How much time are you spending opening up God's Word and allowing Him to talk back to you? Try those two things. If you're seeking God, because God tells us, God promises, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Matthew 11, verse 28, Christ says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So God promises us. He promises us rest. And that's not just the, the physical kind, okay? You see, those are this world and all its trials and tribulations and stress and trying to keep up with, your, with this class or just all the things that this world throws at you, it can be a burden. Jesus says, throw your burdens on me. Because has he not already proven to each and every one of us that he can handle it? Even to the point where he carried the entire sin of the world on his back all the way to Calvary. Throw your burdens upon Christ and you will find rest. He also has promised us an abundant life. John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So what's it mean to have an abundant life? Jesus came so we can have a life in him that's meaningful. It's full of purpose, joy, and eternal. Some of you college kids can come up with some great questions, but I think one of the questions that you, you have so often is, what's your meaning in life? What's my purpose? With Christ, you always know what your meaning is. You always know your purpose. You'll always be not necessarily happy, but you'll be full of joy. And those things are eternal. Also in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, we find another promise. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. God has promised you a way out. And I'll tell you something about that, young people. If you have a situation where there's going to be a gathering of your peers, and you know there's probably going to be some things going on at this gathering that you should not partake in if you're a Christian. Now that doesn't mean that, oh God, I can go ahead and go to this gathering because God's going to give me all the strength I need and provide a way out. That way out may be the fact that you're realizing there's some things going on there that you don't need to be partaking in. Don't use that opportunity or don't use that as an excuse to go somewhere you shouldn't go. The Bible says, run from the very appearance of evil. That's your way out. Probably our greatest promise from God. Jesus said, I am going to my Father's house to prepare a place for you. It's a wonderful promise there. He's preparing a place for us. Now, exactly what does that look like? I'm not sure, but I trust Jesus. He also says, if I go and do that, I will come back. Not only is he going to come back for Christians, what's he going to do? He says, I'm going to take you to be with me. John 14, 2 and 3. Jesus is coming back. What greater promise is there that we find in God's Word? The fact that he is coming back. And there are, unfortunately, there are some things that God has not promised Christians. We have all these wonderful promises, and there's so many more, but there are some things He has not promised us. He has not promised you 
a trouble-free life. On the contrary, we read in John 15, 20, Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. God has not promised us a life that's free of trials and tribulations. Brother Ken actually mentioned some of those things this morning. On the contrary, we are going to deal with heartache. If you have not dealt with heartache, let me just give you a heads up. It's coming. There's going to be trials. There's going to be hard times. If anybody tells you that living the Christian life is easy, they're telling you a story. It's tough. God does not tell you that it will not be difficult. What's God say? He says it will not be easy, but it will be so worth it. He has not promised us everything we want or wealth. Hebrews 13, 5 says, keep your eyes, keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. Are we content with what we have? Can we all do better to being content with what we have? Because God has said, here's another promise, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Has anybody ever left you? Has anybody ever forsaken you? God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Another thing he has not promised us, we will not have all the answers. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. You guys your age, you can come up with some great questions. I'm talking about some difficult ones sometimes. And I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes my answer is going to be, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. God gives us everything we need in his word. But I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I understand everything that happens in this world or why it happens. But, Isaiah 55, 9 tells me about God. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I don't understand everything that God allows to happen in this world. But, I trust Him. Do you trust in God? He's proven to us that He loves us. The good news, the greatest news that you will ever hear is the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth and he lived a perfect life. He carried our sins all the way to Calvary. He died because of my shortcomings, because of your shortcomings. He did what we couldn't do. And if that was the end of the story, it would be a sad story, but it's not. The fact is, he conquered death. And what do we do about that once we hear it? If we believe that message, the Bible tells us to repent of our sins, to do that 180, to confess, our, our, confess that Jesus is Lord. And see, that confession is not just a one-time thing. True confession is a lifetime. Also, he commands us to be baptized to, for the forgiveness of our sin. There is no power in that water. The power is in doing what God tells you to do. 1 Peter 3.21 says, Therefore, baptism does also now save us, 
Not the cleansing of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of good conscience toward God. And all those things, to hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized, that doesn't take but about a half an hour. It really doesn't. This last one, it takes a lifetime. To live a godly life, not perfect. If God commanded and expected perfection, Jesus wouldn't have to come to this earth. You have to live a faithful life for Him, giving your life to Him. One thing my dad always told me, I used to hear people talk to him and say, uh, Mr. Jimmy, Brother Jimmy, how many people have you saved? And his answer was always the same, I have not saved any. I watched him so, to preach thousands of sermons. But he didn't save anybody. What he did, he brought them to that individual that could. He brought them to Christ. The Bible says no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. I want you young people to know something. We do love you. We're here for you. Any need that you may have, please reach out to one of us. We want to prove how much we care about you. Um, my wife, you've seen her number. If you'd, if you'd rather speak to her, that's fine. Uh, whatever we can do to help you, that's why we do what we do, because we care about you. Tonight, we always like to give the opportunity to obey the gospel. If you have any need, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. If you don't understand something I've said, please, please give me the time to talk to you about, about God's Word and anything that you may have. But if you have any kind of desire or any, any need this evening, please come forward while we stand and sing the invitation song.
may be seated. All right, we got one more song to sing before our closing prayer, and then if you'll just remain seated and they'll tell y'all some more stuff. <clears throat> decision to come and worship us tonight, or worship God tonight with us. Uh, I'm going to do a closing prayer. Uh, I do ask that you remain seated, because I, after the closing prayer, if the Northeast staff will come forward, we want to give uh, you the opportunity to introduce yourself. So as soon as the closing prayer is over, Northeast staff, please come forward and line up at the front. We bow with me, please? Fathers, we come to close this worship service. We just want to say thank you for everything you've done for us, everything you've blessed us with, Father, for this opportunity to, to worship you in song and to hear a message from your word and to lift you up in prayer. We are so very thankful. We pray that everything we, we've said and done is, is pleasing to your sight and giving you all the glory and praise, Father. We pray, Father, for these young people and these coaches and the staff as they start the new year. We pray that you'll keep each and every one of them safe. Have them, help them to have a productive year, Father. We pray that they would keep you first in everything they do. Lord, we love you so very much. And at this time, Father, in just a moment when we eat this food, we pray that you would bless this food. We pray that it would go to our nourishment and put our bodies to your service. In Christ's name we do, only pray. Amen. All Northeast staff, please come forward.
Hello. Good evening to everyone. First of all, I'll go first. My name is Ricky Ford, and I'm the president of Northeast Community College. And we want to say, I would like to say on behalf of all of our staff and our employees at Northeast, thank you to the Boonville Church of Christ for what you are, are doing in this community and within our students. I told our faculty and our staff uh, this past week that we're challenged with one of the most biggest challenges in our life, and that is leading, guiding, and directing the lives of some 3,000 plus students at Northeast Community College. And we want to say thank you to the Boomer Church of Christ for joining us in this work and helping to lead our young people in the Christ-like direction. So thank you so much for inviting us tonight. We always look forward to this night tonight. So we're going to start somewhere, wherever the microphone is, I guess. All the way over there. Uh, Brother Bo has got it. He's going to lead us. We'll let you introduce yourself and kind of tell us who you are and what you do at Northeast. Thank you again. I'm Ray Mason. I do maintenance in the facility operations. I'm Rebecca Elliott. I'm an instructor, an instructor with the business management technology program. Stedman King. That was not your fault. He held it too high. It's his Stedman Campbell, assistant football coach. Denny Wright, assistant uh, men's basketball. Anna Palmer, practical nursing instructor. You can find me in Wright Hall if you need me. Will Bolin, I teach government and history. Sally Bolin, I teach accounting, business communications, and intro to business. Anna Bolton, assistant athletic trainer. Ziggy Morrow, athletic trainer. Kyle Morris, basketball. Bobby Robbins, assistant softball. Jody Long, softball coach. Blake Long, sports information director. Thank you, Bo. Appreciate that. Kevin Connell, softball. Ryan Smith, baseball. Cord Wright, basketball. Sean Cannon, football. Erica Miller, student success coach. Leanne Stewart, counselor. Dion Hill, girls basketball. Ace Gilbert, women's basketball. Chelsea Rose, women's basketball. Michelle Barragona, instruction office. Crystal White, business and office technology instructor. Brenda Mays, volleyball coach, assistant athletic director. <laughs> Jessica Morris, I'm a biology instructor. Bonnie Warner, math instructor. Carrie Davis, adult education instructor. Greg Davis, football. <laughs> Rich Harrelson, baseball. Mary Hall, bookstore. Amy Langley, Fine Arts Band. Derek Devon, golf coach, instructor. Cole Rodenberry, football. Reed Davis, football. Sadie Shell, football. Thank you all so much again. If you would, we have a lot of former student athletes that go to church with us. So if you would at this time, if you played some kind of sport at Northeast, but you're no longer there, please stand at this time. We appreciate you. Everyone, I know you're hungry. Dr. Ford, do you have anything else? If you go down the hallway, down the stairs, across is our annex. There's about six or seven different serving lines. They all have the same thing in it. So don't pick out one. They're all going to have good, good food, I promise you. Thank you so much for coming. 
You may go eat at this time.